on the Aggie Sports Network. From Learfield IMG College, Aggie basketball has been brought to you by Guild Mortgage. Own what matters. Zions Bank. We haven't forgotten who keeps us in business. The Logo Shop. We logo stuff. Also by Icon. Empowering a more active, balanced lifestyle. Welcome to Aggie Postgame. Here's Scott Gerard. Back to Brown. Back to Marin. Marin drives on Wooster. Spins up under. Shot blocked by Keita, who's now number two all-time, all by himself, on the all-time block list at Utah State history. Hands to Kata on the right side. Kata tries to drive base against Malawatch and throws down the two-handed stuffer right over the top of Malawatch. Aggies up 4-0. Dominating night for Utah State final in this one, 77-45 as the Aggies get the W, now 5-0 in conference play. And uh, just look at these scores here for Utah State. 107-62 against San Jose, 85-52 against San Jose, 83-48 against Air Force, 72-53 against Air Force, and now this one, 77-45 against New Mexico. And remember, these two teams will play again coming up 48 hours from now. But it has been impressive to see as this team continues to develop and uh, turn into this uh, what can only be described as kind of a powerhouse to start Mountain West Conference play. Before we get the uh, post-game show started, let's pause 10 seconds for local stations to identify themselves. You're listening to Aggie Hoops from Learfield IMG College. From the Carrier HVAC studio, this is KZNSFM Colville, KZNSAM Salt Lake City, 97.5, 1280 The Zone, and The Zone Sports Network. Back and forth game to start things off. Aggies had a 23-point lead at halftime. New Mexico, though, made things really interesting, cut it down to 15, and really felt like they had a lot of the momentum in the uh, early stages of the second half before Utah State finally put the clamps on and uh, ended up uh, picking up 19 points off of uh, off of New Mexico turnovers tonight. Utah State getting 31 points from the bench and 46 of their 77 points coming in the paint. Namiash Keita, big outing for him, 18 points in this one. Marco Anthony with 15. Uh, how about Alfonso Anderson, who we hope to have coming up on the postgame show? He ended up with 14 points, 4 of 7 from the field, 5 of 6 from the free throw line, also with 6 rebounds and 1 assist tonight. Utah State, interesting and this might be a little bit of who New Mexico is and what they do to you. Only 12 assists tonight on 28 made field goals. Uh, Utah State shot 50% from the field. Three-point line wasn't great tonight. Utah State 4 of 16 from beyond the three-point line, but great from the free-throw line. It was interesting. Tonight, Utah State, uh, Namiya Shkada missed his first two free-throws. Aggies were 0 for 2 from the free-throw line, then reeled off 15 in a row. Um, and so Utah State continues to uh, improve in that regard. Uh, offensive or rebounds tonight, and uh, as you kind of look overall, in fact, let's uh, let's look and see. Utah State may have been out-rebounded tonight for the first time in quite some time. Um, as you look, uh, total rebounds, nope, Utah State was not. It was uh, 40 to 28. Defensive rebounds was 29 to 19. Offensive rebounds 11 to 9. Second chance points went to Utah State 12 to 6, and that was really kind of an interesting uh, thing tonight here for Utah State because this was something New Mexico had done, and they'd really done well. Offensive rebounds uh, only nine tonight. There were the second most offensive rebounds in uh, uh, in the country in offensive rebounding, and Utah State really shut them down. They had some early moments in this one, but Utah State able to slow down. Aggies with eight block shots on the night. 
And I think that's even that's a little light. Uh, seven steals for both teams tonight. Utah State with 12 assists. New Mexico only five assists on the night tonight as well. Uh, going down the rest of the scoring for Utah State, uh, Justin Bean with five points and only one rebound tonight, had three assists. Uh, Raleigh Wooster with a bucket, one for two from the field. He also had six rebounds and dished out uh, one assist. Uh, Brock Miller with six points, one of five from the field, including all of those shots coming from beyond the three-point line, three for three from the free-throw line. Sean Bearstow, I thought, had a nice night tonight. He ended up with nine points on three of six shooting, also had three rebounds and dished out two assists. Uh, Vidishiv was out on the court for uh, about a minute, eight, no points. Same with Matt Wickheiser, uh, Statsny, Zapala, Sholga, all got some late minutes in this one. It was a dogfight, though. This was a very... Um, aggressive. This was a very um, physical game, especially in the first half. And I thought Utah State responded really well uh, when New Mexico threw the press. Again, turnovers tonight. Aggies had 13. Six of those were really in a big stretch in the first part of the uh, second half uh, when New Mexico was able to climb back and uh, cut it to a 15-point lead. But after that, they calmed down. I thought, and again, I'm going to ask Coach about this, and he may disagree with me, but I thought uh, Stephen Ashworth who was 0 for 5 from the field, 0 for 3 for 3, 4 for 4 from the free throw line, two rebounds, one assist. Nothing about that stat line really jumps out at you, but I thought he was a real calming influence against the press. And for a true freshman, albeit I know a return missionary, but for a true freshman, I thought he handled himself really, really well against that New Mexico press. Aggies end the game on an 18-2 run over the last eight minutes of the ball game and end up with a dominating 77-45 victory. We'll take a break, come back. We'll continue on with your postgame show. Utah State gets it done. Final in this one, 77-45. And you heard it all right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Anthony Pump fakes the three, hands over to Anderson. He will take the three, and he buries the three. Alfonso Anderson coming up with a big shot, ties this game up. Aggies on a 5-0 run after giving up a 9-0 run. Another bounce pass in the lane, stuffed at the rim by Kata. Another block shot by Namiash Keita. He is owning the glass for Utah State. Keita ends up tonight listed with three block shots. I could have swore he had at least four or five. Uh, but, yeah, whatever, three block shots. And, by the way, congratulations to him. He is all by himself in second place all time in block shots in an Aggie uniform, uh, passing up uh, one of his teammates' father, uh, and I'm sure um, Nate Wickheiser is just fine giving up that honor and falling down a notch to Namiya Keita. So Matt Wickheiser's dad, Nate, is now number three all-time in block shots, and Namiya Keita now sits at number two. Uh, but Keita was just dominating tonight, 18 points. Again, as we mentioned, 9 of 10 from the field, five rebounds. Again, uh, listed with three block shots and one assist. Still, though, the leading assist man for Utah State, and I think he may end up the season. He's got a pretty good lead on Raleigh Wooster at this point. It wouldn't surprise me if Namish Keita ends up as your leading assist man for Utah State. Uh, looking at the Lobos in this game, um, and came in, you saw McQuatch Malawatch, who led the team in scoring with about 15 points a game. He's now at seven points tonight, three of seven from the field. Had a three in the late stages of the first half. Had a couple buckets in the early stages of the second half. And then 
It was pretty quiet after that. McGee was the only player in double digits with 10 points, four of seven from the field, two of four from beyond the three-point line, both those threes coming in the first half. And uh, you go down the list, uh, Matos had one, Singleton with nine, three of seven from the field for him, Brown with five. Uh, Quatch had a three in the second half, Francis with eight, one of two from the three-point line, and then Johnson had two, and then you've got a host of players that went scoreless in this game. Um, you go down the list on uh, bench points, uh, New Mexico at 23 points, uh, 12 points in the paint as opposed to Utah State's 46 points in the paint, a 34-point differential in points of the paint for Utah State. Uh, 13, uh, they forced 13 turnovers and were able to generate 13 points off of those turnovers. And uh, fast break opportunities, 10 points uh, for the New Mexico Lobos. Uh, they had an early lead in this game. Uh, you kind of forget that it looked like for a moment, I think it was, what, 11-5 to five, uh, where they went on a 9-0 run, and I think it was 11-6. to six. Utah State was up 6-2. to two. New Mexico goes on, it hits back-to-back-to-back threes. They lead. Um, and then at that point, Utah State goes on a run, takes the lead back, and then they would never relinquish that. But, you know, early it looked as if Utah State was about ready to uh, – th- this was going to be a game that was going to go right down to the wire, extremely physical. The thing that I think Utah State's really got going for them at this point is forcing turnovers um, and getting deflections. And sometimes those deflections don't show up in the uh, sc- in the uh, box score, but you can really uh, you can really see just how good this team is, especially from the defensive side. All right, take another break. Come back. We'll continue on with your post-game show. Utah State wins at 77-45 on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Anthony tries to drive. Anthony harassed, able to get the shot up with the left hand and floats it in over the top of Marin, who tried to block it away. Aggies up by 16, 31-15 at the three-minute mark here in the first half. Anderson to Bearstow. Bearstow alley-oop to Kata, throws it down with two hands. Aggies up by 20, 37-17. Final in this one, 77-45 Utah State. Dominating performance. Aggies have now reeled off uh, seven wins in a row. 5-0 and in conference play, and uh, all five of those by a dominating uh, dominating number. I'm just tweeting out right now. Big night from Alfonso Anderson. 14 points, six rebounds, a bunch of end ones out there. And he joins us now here on the postgame show. Um, hell of a night tonight. That, was, that had to be a lot of fun for you. Yeah, thank you. It's, it's been a minute. <laughs> <laughs> you know, when things may not be going your way or you, maybe you're frustrated with, uh, with maybe lack of points or opportunities, how hard is it to keep your head up? Because it seems like you've always been out there with a great attitude and working hard. Uh, it's, it's very difficult. Uh, I mean, the team's good at like helping me uh, communicate and then just kind of keep keep on like you know what I'm saying yeah. uh, encouraging me and stuff. But uh, you know it's it's tough when you're when it's not clicking and you know it or I feel like I put the work in to where it should be. So uh, it was good to have a have a decent night tonight. But uh, I just got to keep working and stuff. When you hit that first three, does that take a lot of weight off your shoulders and you feel like all right, it's going to be a good night? I'm not gonna lie to you. I uh, I felt. I don't know. The last like few weeks, I've been my, my body's been feeling good. My yeah. like everything's been feeling good. So, just just keep working, and it was. I think it's going to continue. Um, Ty, I mean, this is a big team. This is a physical team you guys play tonight. And down low, you're able to get offensive rebounds. You're able to get putbacks. You're able to get end one. Um, it, it just felt like you were always in the right place in the right time tonight. Yeah. Uh, you know, just um, just working hard. Really, like uh, 
whenever, whenever you work hard, the ball finds you. So if yeah. you're moving it or you're crashing to the glass, like it just falls in your lap sometimes. So uh, how I mean, it just it just felt like from a standpoint from you in particular that you kind of knew you were kind of the the biggest baddest dude out there on the court tonight <laughs> and, and you acted like it. it was really fun to see i appreciate that yeah just like i said just like i just work out every day and just i just, just keep getting better yeah. you know coaches always said that sometimes players get surprised by your level of physicality that that you can surprise some guys out there like wow i, I didn't expect this from him um tonight did it did it feel like you came out there with a level of physicality that maybe they weren't able to match um i i, I pride myself on like become being versatile so like yeah. When I have a little guy on me, I'm I'm more stronger than him, or I'm more physical than him. And then small guys or bigger guys, I'm more quicker. So just trying to use that to my advantage, and and I, most of the time, I'm usually stronger than the, my opponent. So just using that. This team's got a bit of a killer instinct. Um, it seemed like New Mexico was trying to get their way back into this game. You're up 23. I think you pushed it to 26. They cut it to 15, yeah. kind of in the early stages of the second half, and you guys put the put the foot down. Was it, what is it about this team that says, no, nah, we're not letting you back in this thing? Uh, I think it starts in practice. Like we compete like crazy in practice. Like we, we get after it. We 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 dive on the floor. Like it 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 just continues. So like when we make a run, when teams make a run like that, that that media helped us regroup. We were able to talk about some things, and we were like, all right, like we gotta we gotta go. So um, then we just we just were able to turn it up. You're um, this is a very long, it's a very athletic team. Is that what allows you guys to get so many deflections and so many steals? Oh yeah, for sure. Uh, Coach always talks about how fast and athletic we are, and like, where we can run with anybody. I yeah. feel like we're tall enough, we're fast enough, we're strong enough. So just, uh, just being in the right spots, you know, we just we're good. We're good at getting deflections and helping each other out. And, and sometimes those deflections don't always show up in a stat sheet in terms of steals, but yeah. it always seems like it's, you know, forcing teams to take shots late in the shot clock yeah. or a steal going the other way. It just seems like. Um, you, you, sometimes you guys, with your length and your athleticism, start to get inside the head of your opponents. Yeah, I've. Uh, I mean, I know this year we've had a few um, shot clock violations. Yeah, and that's, yeah. <laughs> that's crazy hard to get because you know, say thirty seconds garden for straight, like that's difficult. When you get those blocks and those deflections, they have to pull the ball back out and, like, like you said, they have to fire something up at the end, which helps us because it's not usually a good shot and we're breaking out the other way. How hard is it to go from? playing air force for two games and then playing a team like this actually it was easier i actually could feel my lungs <laughs> <laughs> Fair enough. Yeah, yeah out there at air force it was it was a little tight but uh here uh it was, we, i felt my wind a little bit better and it, it is a different team though um more like up in your face instead yeah. of like laid back but um i think we have the pieces to compete with any type of style so well, and, and I mean, they throw that press at you, and and they can cause some problems for a lot of teams. And you guys turned it over a little bit in the start of the second half, but yeah. for the most part, I I don't think the press really seemed like it bothered you guys that much. Yeah, we work a lot on it. Um, we actually press. We 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 work on that stuff a lot. So, um, like when when we like other teams do it, like we we prepare for it so much that it's like it's just kind of natural. Like we just attack it. So, you're uh, you're an emotional guy. You feed off emotions. Is it been weird for you not playing in front? I've talked to a lot of guys about this. Yeah. Our first chance to chat this year, but has it been weird for you not not playing in front of fans and getting either cheered or booed at or yeah. any of that? Uh, it, it is definitely different. Like you can like you can hear yourself talking that yeah. like especially being in the spectrum like that's not normal. So it, it it helps us defensively when you can communicate. But like you said, it is that lack of like extra oomph when when it comes to it. So it. It, I think early on it affects me, yeah. but like after you get in the game, your adrenaline gets going and you just kind of 
play. Well, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm a little nervous. I don't want one of you guys running by and saying, well, you start out, you know, one for six from the field, and you guys turn around like, hey, I'm right here. I can hear you, man. Yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. it's just it's it's a strange environment to get used to. Yeah, for sure. All right. Well, man, congrats. Let me ask you this. So before I let you go, like playing two teams in a row, you've done against San Jose last week against Air Force, now against these guys. Do you like it? Does it help you kind of sink in a little bit more to play those two games or does it not even really matter that much? Uh, I think I think it's a little bit more of a challenge. uh, Yeah. Like playing a team twice when if especially if you win that first one, like, you know, you know, they're coming out that second game because nobody wants to lose twice, especially the the win margins we've had in like that feels team. So, like. You have to be prepared mentally, and that's it's hard for a winning team. Like, oh, we beat them by this much, so we're good the next time. But if you think like that, that's how teams get upset, and you've seen it all around college basketball. So, especially against these guys too, because yeah. you know they can turn it around yeah, in a hurry for sure. Well, hey man, congratulations! Appreciate Heck it. Heck of Thank a game you. tonight. Alfonso Anderson, Aggies get the victory final in this one, 77 to 45. Big night for Fonz uh, from the field tonight with 14 points, six rebounds, and assist as well. Aggie basketball continues on on your post-game show right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College. Dribble swings all the way back to Brock. Brock pump fakes the baseline three, comes back to the middle of the court, swings it back over to Anthony. Marco Anthony rises for three, knocks it down. Big three for Utah State. Marco Anthony pushes the lead back to 18, 51-33. Aggies needed that one. Bearstow drives. Bearstow throws down with a two-handed stuffer. Sean Bearstow breaking the press for the Lobos. And the Aggies back up by 21, 55-34. Fran- so just adding up some numbers here. Utah State have reeled off seven in a row. They've won their five conference games by totals of 45, 33, 35, 19, and 33. After tonight's 77-45 victory over the New Mexico Lobos. Aggies back in action coming up in two nights. Friday night, they will score off against the Lobos once again. And then you've got uh, a set of big games coming up. you got San Diego State coming up next week on the 14th and the 16th. You'll take on Colorado State the 20th and the 22nd before hitting the road to take on uh, back-to-back road trips. They'll be at UNLV January 25th and 27th, and then at F- Fresno State uh, February 4th and February 6th. So that's kind of what we're looking at right now here as Utah State, again, continuing to really figure out themselves is terms of how this season is st- this conference season is starting. You can't ask for much more than this. Uh, but one more game against New Mexico, and I would be and, – and I mentioned this a little bit against Air Force, too, after the first win against the Falcons. Kind of felt like the, the second game Air Force had played much, much better, and they did. It was – even though Utah State ended up winning that by 19, uh, it was it was another, you know, a game that you felt like Air Force was much improved. This is a New Mexico team that you cannot sleep on. I know they're 0-5 to start the season as well. They played much better in their second game against Nevada uh, that they lost by 10, got blown out in the first game, and then came back and uh, only lost by 10 and were far more competitive in that game. But, again, this is a team that with their press and uh, their level of physicality, they don't they don't shoot the ball from the three well, and they didn't tonight. But uh, this is a game that certainly New Mexico is more than capable of coming back and trying to steal one from Utah State. But the Aggies got to feel pretty good about where they're at right now, winning this game by the count of 77-45. to 45. All right, so if you look, uh, again, going through the, some stats real quick before we wait for Craig Smith, Utah State um, <clears throat> finished the game on an 18-2 run, 
only uh, over the last seven minutes and 48 seconds. New Mexico went to the last nine minutes and 11 seconds without a field goal. Uh, when they tried to make that last push, and I kind of felt like they would, it just uh, it just never seemed like it was able to uh, put itself together. Um, and then you look at the fact that New Mexico was 0 for their last 13 field goals in this one. Utah State shot the ball 49% from the field. New Mexico just 27%. Aggie shot 25% from the three. New Mexico 25% from the three as well. Utah State 4 of 16. New Mexico was 5 of 20. Utah State 81% from the free throw line after both games, shooting just 50% from the uh, free throw line. They were able to come up with some big free throws shooting tonight as well. And uh, joining us to break it all down, the man himself, Craig Smith. Coach, how are you? Hey, Scotty. Sorry about that. We uh, I don't know if Fawn said anything or not, but uh, we're in Lubbock, Texas. Yep. And I think you saw uh, Coach Wells was here, and he was kind enough to um, – well, I don't know if he was or not here, but uh, he was kind enough to step in the locker room and talk to our guys. And Coach Wells is obviously a Utah State grad, and he was so great to us when we first got hired two years ago, and and we became friends. And we reminded the guys, you know, two two years ago, we were one of five Utah State football and Utah State men's basketball, or two, we're both finished the regular season in the top 25, and we we're one of five schools, Michigan. Um, Cincinnati, Kentucky, and LSU, and Utah State, and that's some; those are some heavyweights right there. Thir- so. Thirty-nine combined wins that year. Is that what it was? And basketball. I yeah. mean, that was incredible, and uh, we both had COVID at the same time, so we have a lot of things, oh, okay. a lot yeah. of bonding going on. His hairline is starting to look like you and I. Yeah. Uh, slowly, he, try, he hides it a little better than us. We we just come right out with it. It's like it is what it is. Yeah, it is what don't, it is. Don't fight it. So sorry, we digress. No, no, but... no. That was great. He joined us at halftime too. And, oh, did he? Oh, he's awesome. one of one of my favorite people on the planet. Oh, he's so. a great guy. Great guy. Uh, all right, so there, there's a couple moments in this game I want to talk about. First off, let's start with the, the second half. You guys were – you only turned it over, I think, three times in the first half. And then you had six turnovers, like bam, 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 bam. They cut a 26-point lead down to 15, and you're thinking, oh, boy, here we go. And you guys put the foot on the gas again. Talk about being able to flip a switch like that. We did. And, you know, our, it was disappointing because, I, I, man, I mean, a little bit of a – Slow start. We were down 11-6. to six. They made us pay. We made some defensive mistakes, and um, and they made us pay. You know, uh, like I told you in the pregame, number three, Keith McGee hits two. Uh, we just didn't have urgency on one. They get up 11-6, to six, and then we put the throttle, uh, we put the hammer down yeah. the rest of that half. And, of course, we were feeling good. What was it, 41-18 at halftime? And, and our guys still were good, and we've been very good coming out of a half. Yeah. And obviously we were stressing first five minutes and urgency and concentration and mental toughness because they're when you're playing a pressing team like that and you get a lead, sometimes your concentration level goes. And I think we had two, maybe the stats had us for three, our staff had us for two turnovers. We had that first media timeout. And we're just like, God, uh, we had two turnovers in 20 minutes when we were going against the press the whole time and the whole deal. And now all of a sudden we get six turnovers you know, a few in the post, some were just just soft with the ball. Ball toughness was a big emphasis this weekend or this leading into this game. And um, but then we kind of started to write some things out. I thought I thought our bench was big time all night. Steven Ashworth played with great pace. Alfonso Anderson had his best game of the season far, you know, easily, but he was aggressive, but just passing. I thought he defended really, really well. Sean Bearstow gave us some very good minutes. 
helped us pay for some things on the back end of that press with that dunk and getting some playmaking out there. You know, some of those turnovers too. Brock had two, I think. One of them, that, like early on, he came off the ball screen, him and Nimi. Brock makes a good pass to Nimi on the naked screen in a row. They fill, and Nimi hits, I think, Marco on a fill, and he's at the rim. Yeah. And it might have got an and one. Or, um, um, but Brock had the hockey assist. Then the next time he comes out, and he's trying to do the same thing. He jumps to pass. Nimi would have got a dunk yeah. if it was delivered on time, you know, or not high and wide. Yeah. So he's trying to do the right things and trying to – he'll get there. He's got to keep going. But then uh, we self-corrected. I mean, they got Marco, Nimi, Bean. Those guys were just like, God, we got to start passing and sharing the ball again. And then we were getting stops. They just put their head down and drove us. And we were just hugging our man and just kind of lost our focus. And, and so that was disappointing. But we were able to self-correct, do some good things from there. Marco hit a big three. And that's when it kind of went from – Okay, they're still – and then, and then yeah. we kind of really separated, I thought, from there. I'm, I'm glad you brought up Ashworth because, you know, you, you obviously see the game way, way differently than I do. And so I was a little nervous about bringing this up because I didn't want you to be like, yeah, you didn't call that one right. But Ashworth's line doesn't really jump out at you, but I thought he was such a calming influence on the court. He was really good tonight, he, really good. Um, he just – he defended well. You know, it takes those rookies, I, freshmen, I always yeah. call them rookies, but it takes them a while to figure out some things defensively. And, and uh, but man, he, he, he's, he just keeps climbing. That's what he's yeah. doing every game out. Like, he just keeps getting better. And he just gave us great pace. You know, Steven just has this, he keeps you off balance. Like, he's not the biggest in stature, but he really understands changing speeds. He has great instincts. He's in the right place at the right time almost all the time. Uh, handled their pressure very, very well and just kind of gave us this calming um, vibe, so to speak, to what we're doing. And, you know, he's always communicating, Coach, what do you want us in? What do you want us in for the press breakers yeah. and whatnot? And yeah. You saw we had him pass it in a lot off of dead balls and even made free throws. And so um, um, I think they weren't exactly, you know, I don't know, put us in some good spots that way. But then even make him pay, get the one-shot blocked, but able to get fouled and get shot four free throws in the first half. He just kind of keeps you off balance with the way he plays, and he's so instinctive. Uh, Fawns looked like he played with a ton of confidence out there in the second half. Played really well tonight. I thought he, had, he, he didn't get as many minutes in the first half, but I thought his first run was really good. I don't know if he played probably four or five minutes on his first run. Um, uh, got, uh, I don't remember how it went. How many, if he had four points or maybe five in the first half, but what he was just sitting in stance and guarding and was really in tune to the scout and what was going on. And in the second half, he took it obviously to another level. Did he make a three in the first half too? Oh, yeah, three. I think he did. Yeah. And, you know, sometimes basketball is just a funny game. <laughs> you see that ball go in the hole a few times, especially early. Yeah. And now you start getting some confidence and it feeds off onto every phase of your game. You just start feeling good about yourself. And, and um, it, it's just a funny game that way. But he was really good. I told him that every time he came out, I was like, Fonz, you were playing really well right now. And he had a, he had a really good look in his eyes, you know. And so, and that stuff's contagious. You know, I thought our bench was really good all night. Yeah. Not even the guys that played, but we had 31 bench points. But our plus minus, Trevin was plus 18. Um, uh, Steven plus 25. Fonz plus 26. And Sean Bearstow plus 24. And that tells you something. And that's what we, 
need to get out of this team to take it to the next level is consistency coming off the bench and knowing exactly what we're going to get out of those guys. Uh, it was you, know, you. You complained a little bit in the last game against Air Force about free throw shooting. Uh, and Nimi misses his first two, and then you reel off 15 in a row. Well, yeah, I mean, I did. We were what four for eight. Did you see that catch? I just yeah, made? that was nice. Yeah, four for eight, <laughs> uh, and what were three for six? So I think we were 50 percent last year, last week. Obviously, we put a lot more time into it again this week. Not that we don't every week, but it was certainly a. In emphasis and getting fouled again, you know we're one of the we're traditionally one of the top teams in the country and getting to the foul line um, with our style of play and and those types of things. And then Nimi misses those first there, like what? But you know those guys stepped up the plate. And again, you see the ball go into the hole and yeah. get a little bit of a rhythm. Marco made those two right away in that first half when it was a front end, um, and so it was good to see. But um, you know, great teams find different ways to win every night. And tonight. Um, we did a lot of really good things, but it was just felt a little bit different again, and I think a lot of that had to do with the way our bench played and getting us a little bit of a spark from that respect. But we defended great all night. I mean, I don't care. You hold any team to 27% or 28%. Um, that's, a, that's very difficult to do, and especially in, within conference play when their coaching staff knows our staff so well and our style, and we know them, so it becomes even harder. And I anticipate that will be a lot more difficult two days from now. Um, but hopefully we can come out with the right mindset and, and uh, get our fourth road victory. Well, I will say this before I let you go. You, you've played three conference opponents, and there's a common theme, is your length and your athleticism in getting deflections are causing people fits. We're a big, strong athletic team. And uh, obviously everybody knows about Nimi and Justin Bean and Fonz being a returner. And, you know, Brock isn't, I wouldn't say he's the highest level athlete in the world, but you forget he's a legitimate 6'6 and long. And, and now you, you throw in Trevin Dorius, who you'd be stunned. His athleticism is off the charts um, with our testing and what we do. And now he's become a lot more instinctive. And you saw it late in that game. Yeah. Some of those plays he made late in the game, you're, I'm just looking around like, oh, my goodness, you know. Um, and then our perimeter guy, I mean, Marco's a quick twitch dude and long at 6'5", and can throw him out there at any guard position. And Raleigh's very instinctive. Ashworth isn't super tall, but he's instinctive. And so you're starting to get the theme here. And, and Sean is, you know, 6'7", 6'8", and long. So, like, it, you know, a guy like Max Shuga, who hasn't played a lot, but he's so close. <laughs> uh, he had a heck of a last two days. And yeah. so and he's a big dude for a guard. So, you know, the Aggie fans haven't totally seen that with him because a lot of times he's coming in cold with nine minutes to go and you've been sitting and – we put them on their best players, and that's a sign of respect that we have for Max. But it's not always putting him in the great position. But we got rim protection, we got toughness, we got athleticism, and defense will be our calling card. And we'll just keep getting better on the offensive end. We'll do it again, twenty or forty-eight hours from now. Let's run it back, baby. Rinse, rinse and repeat. I told our guys uh, normally on this in-between day we do stuff in the afternoon, and we'll still let them sleep in a little bit. But because of the, you know, we're sharing the gym with. New Mexico men's basketball, us, and then we got, you know, the yeah. Lubbock Christians women's team and men's team. So we're trying to get four practices. So we're a little bit earlier tomorrow. We'll have film at 1030, and a couple of those guys are like, we worked this hard to have film at 1030. They didn't say that, but I could <laughs> saw the body language. But, you know, that's the trick. you got to be able to get over it 
and move on and learn from this and back at it in two days. Coach, thank you. All right, brother. Go Aggies. Big W tonight, 77-45. Aggies get it done. Thanks for everyone who helped us out on tonight's broadcast. We'll be back with you 48 hours from now as Utah State takes on New Mexico round number two right here on the Aggie Sports Network from Learfield IMG College.